When I think of home, I think of a place where there's magic in the air. I eat all the candy, cookies and ice cream, and I walk around in my underwear. Oh, you can come to my slumber party. Just you and your three friends. You, the left hit, and the right hit too, and your vagina. Okay. You know what, man? I said, fuck it. I'm having a good time. I'm talking crazy. I'm acting crazy. I'm on the inside with a hat on. That's how crazy it's going down, man, here at the Book of DT, man, every Thursday, Friday at 835. <laughs> Those aren't the times. But it could have been. It could have been, nigga. You, 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 you ain't just flow with it, nigga. You try to do, correct the record. Correct the record. Like my girlfriend. My girlfriend always correcting the record. I'm like, shit, I was at work. And she was like, to correct the record, nigga, you was cheating on me with my best friend, Shannon Nail. Shannon Nail? Yeah, Shannon Nail got that good play. That good put my name. That's my favorite word. I can't get away from that word, nigga. And I said the same way every time. Punani. That's how Tron said it on the Chappelle show. I'm sorry, I made fellas. I was caught up with some Punani. <laughs> Hi, yo. What's up, man? I hope all y'all. Fat motherfuckers done eating all that good ass food that I didn't get to participate in. Cause I didn't go see my mommy. Um you know, what what else I miss? You know, Thanksgiving, uh Black Friday. Man, Black Friday's lost its fucking steam, nigga. I remember like a few years ago, maybe it was last time I seen them uh the Ultimate Warrior fighting Black Friday crowd videos. I haven't seen any any this year. Did I see it? Is capitalism is capitalism losing its steam? Is this inflation got niggas not shopping? Cause that's what it fucking feels like. The only thing I saw mentioned in Black Friday was like some customers pulled a Black Friday sign and saw the Black Friday sign had the same price as the regular price, and I'm like, that's nothing new. These niggas get you that capitalism bullshit. When I have my family as the father of that family, I'm gonna make sure I piss everybody off. And make sure we have Christmas on the 27th. We're getting these discounts, niggas. <laughs> you want to go to college? Do you want to go to college, huh? Are kids still doing that? I don't even know if I tell my child to go to college. I'm like, look, man, you're going to get grown. Decide what you want to do. If, if you want to, you know, play it straight and narrow, get instructions, and make money from a, a, a fucking asshole to supervise you, you can go that route. You want to go the route of your father and be a starving artist? You can go that route, too. Live your life. It's laissez-faire. That's how I'm going to be with my kids. I sit my daughter down. I'm like, look, baby, you can be a hoe. And there are benefits. Trust me. I I, I used to be a whoremonger. There are <laughs> benefits to being a whore. There are also repercussions. Anything in life. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Fucking big NFL superstar. Get all that money, you know. Big muscles, lady love you, but you know, down the line, that CTE gonna creep up on you. And then what you doing? Running around here like Antonio Brown. Actually, no, <laughs> disrespect Antonio Brown. I really think that nigga's going through some mental shit, and I don't think it's fair to pick on him. Unless he's in the spotlight. Like that, when he took off his jersey and, <laughs> and, quit, and quit his team in the middle of a football game, which, by the way, is the most Antonio Brown thing ever as far as his antics go. I feel sorry for him, but I was picking on him then. 
It's kind of how people do, right? Once you're in that spotlight, the gloves are off. Like, nigga, your life is on front street now so we can fuck with you and have no remorse. Like Diddy. Diddy's going through some shit right now. Case is popping up. He had to step down as chairman of Revolt. And 50 Cent fuck with this nigga. Like, yo, <laughs> yo, sell it to me, man. And look at that com- comics. People love the, the, when the hero fall. But a puppy was ever your hero. Let me tell you something. You don't know how heroes work, nigga. Puffy's your hero. See, that's wrong with Negroes today. Glamorizing the bullshit. <laughs> now, I digress, man. I like when people say that. That's what's wrong with the black community. Like the white community got their shit together. These niggas just fight on the higher scale. No one has their shit together. Actually, I take that back. I think the Chinese have their shit together. <laughs> they they move so uniformly. <laughs> Look at American politicians having an argument. Fucking Chinese delegate be like, oh, Maybe because they got a good hierarchy going on over there. She seems to be in charge of everything. And everybody else kisses his ass. What I like about him, he seems to know what day it is and what's going on. It's good to have that in your 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 your, your, your global leaders, right? Like cognizance. I didn't know how how important it was to actually be uh, mentally present at these meetings as representative of this great country until uh, this current president, who checks out all the fucking time. <laughs> I'm not here. Oh, man. I don't know where you are listening to the sound of my voice but and what the weather's doing, but it is, it is, it's turned cold up here. It's fucking like, it's like 30 degrees right now. I think this winter's going to be a monster. We've been getting away with them pussy-ass winters up here in New York. I think it's, it might be rough this time around. Some snow and some slush and shit. Those puddles that last all season. But it's cold, man. It's like a... Whew. That that first that first week of that shit hit you, it's like, oh hell no, nigga, what is going on out here? I I think I'll cancel my appointment. Says I. Let me let me put on my scarf. I think the first real cold day was like last week, and I went to the store. It's one of those cold like you gotta adjust to it. My body's used to it now. Been a few days of it, but yo, my eyes just start watering when it's real cold for the first time. I'm like walking down the street like I'm crying. I can't believe he left me. <laughs> well, it's nice and cold out there now, nigga. Hell yeah, that's when you find out who the real party animals are. When it's cold, when we get around 20, 19 degrees out, go around the little hot spots in the city, see who out there. Those are the real party warriors. Those girls will suck your dick on the first date. Which I don't know why that's a bad thing. If you really like somebody, you should be willing to put your mouth on all their parts. <laughs> but that's just me, man. I'm just a, like I said before. I'm just a whoremonger. Don't listen to the whoremonger. Shit, have you out here with the cooties? Correction: I'm not a whoremonger. Okay. I saw a statistic. Uh, let's say by the time they're 50, 21 percent of men have had sex with left less than 15 women. What? I guess I am a hog monger because my numbers are higher than that. <laughs> Play over here. There's nothing to brag about. My numbers are only higher because I'm, I'm, I'm single and never had a wife. And that's the true. That's the true uh, 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 trophy in life is a, a wife. I think. Now nah, I said that to somebody. Some one of them deep. 
Afrocentric rappers. But 15, that seems a little low. Oh, man, I was watching that Hateful Eight, man. Tarantino's hilarious. <laughs> Some black people don't like him because he always has the word nigger all, all up and through his uh, movies. <laughs> Actually, did they say that shit in Kill Bill? I don't think they said it in Kill Bill. Definitely said in Hateful Eight. That shit's hilarious, man. It's like, and it's funny, man. Come <laughs> on, dumbass. I be laughing at it, man. If you lose, use nigger as a punchline, which Quentin Tarantino does, I think that's part of the reason why Spike Lee didn't like him, his use of it. Because he'll use it as a punchline. But ah, what are we talking about? We're talking about movies, right? What is a movie? Movies art. Art's reflecting life, man. People say nigger all the time. I know I do. I love that word. It's. The word nigga is as American as apple pie. And you know, that variation of the word was created over here for people like me. And then it, it was bad, it was a terrible word. And then we took it back, man, we made that shit cool. And now we make cool white people wanna take it back. Suck my black dick, is what I say to those snooty pooties. The cool white people's like, yeah, man, nigga, keep saying that shit. Now, what'd you say, Chad? Man, you know what I mean. <laughs> I have a dream that one day white children and black children and Asian children can all hold hands and say the word nigger at the same time I got a dream. That's Martin Luther King's real dream. He wanted to, if, if it's the content of a person's character, who gives a fuck if white kids say nigger? But white America got to stop treating niggas like niggas, then everybody can say it. We have a good ass time. And create a new uh, cool word. <laughs> but I digress, nigger. But that, but I like Tarantino, man. All his movies are good. Hey, for eight is funny as hell, man, because it's like all this offensive shit in the beginning that I laugh at. Of course, like in the first twenty minutes, they say the word nigga about five times. But the way they said it made me want to laugh, man. And then another thing is they they hit a woman, like the bounty hunter hits hits his uh <coughs> his bounty. In the face like two or three times, and it is funny as hell to me. And then Samuel Jackson slapped her out the fucking carriage. So it's like I'm laughing at domestic violence, but it's co- it's okay. The white woman's the one that said nigger anyway, so she, I guess she deserved to get pounded. But that shit was hilarious. You can't hit the ladies, but you can smack a bitch. That's back in the seven, uh, 1800s, nigga. That was a hard, hard time. But that's, that movie is hilarious. Have that British when that English nigga said, "The nigga in the stable has a, p- a letter from Lincoln." <laughs> <laughs> See that type of shit Tarantino would do and how you laughing at as a black man. Oh, art, tricky, tricky art. <laughs> like with uh, like what, what uh, what's the word, Django? Like in Django, Samuel Jackson character, like. Yeah, yeah, but who is that nigga up on that nag? <laughs> I'm like, why am I laughing? But nigga on a nag is funny. That's going to be named my restaurant. I'm opening that shit up in Alabama. Welcome to nigga on a nag. <laughs> Just be a silhouette of Django. A nigga on a nag. I should name that this episode, but I don't, you can't just type nigga on the internet for people to read. This shit get fucking blackballed or a band or a shadow band or whatever the fuck the internet is. Internet, can you please leave us alone, man? All I have is my mind and my thoughts. Don't censor me, you son of a bitch. I'll have you beheaded and quartered. 
Remember they used to the quarter of the nigga? If you don't know what a quarter of the nigga is, it's like back in medieval time, teach a nigga a lesson before he died. They would tie his limb they would tie his limbs to like horses nigga and the horses would go in different directions and rip this nigga apart. <laughs> Western civilization. Dude, that's some cold shit. And niggas would show up to watch that shit. Where you going? I'm going to see the execution. They're gonna pull a man apart. And then we're gonna find out who is that nigga on the nag. Hi, my name is Derek Thompson. I'm the owner and proud, proprio, uh, proud proprietor of Nigga on a Nag. What what do we serve at uh, Nigga on a Nag? <laughs> all the food a Nigga on a Nag wants. <laughs> I have to stop, man. Like to all the people, I got offended by that last. Um, I don't know what you want to call it—a riff, a bit, or whatever. I, I apologize. I will not be owning the restaurant. Named a nigga on a nag, unfortunately, because America is too pussy for it right now. <sighs> but it's, I think, you know, I'm predicting an ec- economic downturn. Shit's gonna get terrible out here. And I think humor will come back. Because humor is <laughs> nothing more than a tragic situation to bring out the funny and shit. And niggas can be real. And, and then a nigga can open a, 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 a restaurant called Nigga on a Nag where I serve cornbread. Collard greens. Come on, just think of what you would have at a nigga's house. Oh, man, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. Man, I've been watching some shit. I finished watching um, Love Has One documentary. It, it's some sad shit at the end because she's, like, killing herself. She's drinking this shit. She thinks it's helping her. She thinks she's God. And, like, when it was funny, cause, you know, it's, it's funny in the beginning. I was like, Kiki, look at these crazy-ass white people. They think this woman's God. But then it starts pulling on your heartstring after you watch three episodes of this lady run around. Obviously insane. Surrounding herself with more insane people. Who who <laughs> glorify her insanity. And she just there killing herself. I was like, man, this shit is sad. I don't even feel like I'm, I'm like, <laughs> it's like that fucking that scene from the Denzel Washington, remember the Titans movie. You're not having the fun anymore, are you? Like, no, nah, I'm not having fun anymore, man. This shit is Sad. Look, poor Amy. I wonder where Amy went wrong. Could have been a slip and fall. She bumped her head and went crazy. That shit happens. It literally happens. You could literally be in your right mind today, slip, fall, bump your head tomorrow, and turn into a serial killer. So I've heard. I watched that. That shit. It was sad, man. I watched it anyway, man. I also watched that Little Richard documentary. Oh, my God. That shit was fabulous as only a Little Richard documentary could be. If you know who Little Richard is, he is the originator, none greater, of rock and roll. <laughs> but he ain't get no credit, man. Ain't nobody ever gave me nothing. I try to say it like, you know, I can't. <clears throat> I probably would have to watch the movie again to get his pitch. It's a little higher. But I, I like watching documentaries about the greats and their come-ups because it's always, they're always poor in the beginning. <laughs> and then start Banging on that piano and became famous. Good golly, Miss Molly. You show like the bone. Yo, this this nigga had the raunchiest music of all time. His first single was Fruity Fruity Tootie. And the lyrics are Fruity Tootie, all Rudy. Fruity Tootie, all Rudy. Well, of course, but he later told in an interview the lyrics are (laughs) Fruity Tootie. Good booty. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> the fuck? But it turns out that's the lyrics he wrote, but they had this, uh, this black lady was there. I, I don't, 
don't know if she was her his manager or whatever, but she was acting in the manager role. And she was like, uh, Richard, you got to change these lyrics, man. We can't. Good booty. White people ain't going to put it on radio. She, she didn't say that documentary, but I assume her saying that in the studio. But, yeah, the FCC ain't going to rock with that shit. FCC probably didn't exist back then. But, yo, this nigga was wild. And when when you realize that's the original lyric, you start looking at Daisy and thinking about Daisy a little bit different. Because the song goes, Fruity Tootie, all Rudy. But when you change this, Fruity Tootie, good booty. And then he gets to a party. He's like, I got a girl named Daisy. She almost drives me crazy. And I'm like, yo, Daisy takes it in the butt. He was the first gay fucking rock and roll guy. He's gay black. And an extra in the 50s, nigga. I know that nigga had a rough night. He was talking about how he got beat by the police one time. They grabbed him off stage in Georgia. For, and for the, for the crime of singing to white women, he's like, nigga, how dare you sing to these beautiful white women? Talking about Fruity Tootie. You were the only one Fruity, sir. Speaking of Fruity, he was Fruity too. He was a little gay. Apparently, he's bisexual. <laughs> it's the most rock and roll thing of all time. Like, I'm just going to fuck everything, nigga. Uh, he used to wear the makeup. He was talking about his makeup. He stole that swag from some other uh, guy back in the day that was going around wearing makeup, doing the effeminate thing, doing his hair. He pretty much, like, kind of borrowed that guy's style or developed his style, watching that guy's style. <clears throat> but that little Richard, that nigga, was... <laughs> Out here wilding out. We went from rock and roll to Jesus, back to rock and roll, back to Jesus again. <sighs> Tormented life though. That thing that shit gotta suck though, man. You blow up. I mean, you you blow up, right? Make all this good music. And then the white dudes be seeing your music and making more making more money than you making off that shit. What? Make you wanna murder somebody. But little Rich had a great heart, man. He won't be out here killing. <laughs> I remember, man, he been famous forever. I think the first time I saw this nigga growing up, he was on Sesame Street or some shit. I remember he was on one of them kids' shows. And then in the 90s, well, actually, Eddie Murphy actually picked on him first. It was like Little Richard. No, that was fucking, uh, it wasn't Hot Tub. Hot Tub with James Brown. Little Richard had like um exercise class or something. Oh, it was Little Richard Simmons. He put them two together. I think in Living Color did something. But by the time I came along, he was a punchline legend. And every time I see him on TV, he's talking about he's just, he's just, I'm the original. I'm the, they all stole it from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, this is a great documentary, man. This nigga finally got his flowers right before he died. I wonder if he got any of that money, though. That's, the money's crazy. Because they was like Elvis making money off his hits. If some other dude, some straight lace. White guy, he said they tried to get him to sing Little Richard's hits so they could push him instead of sending Little Richard out there in front of their children singing his devil music. <laughs> oh, they used to call that shit devil music, man. You got to watch out for people that label shit like that. They turn out to be the real devils. I want to, like, because that time politically, what? What was going on? All right, it's the 50s, so America already dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and all of them shit. I guarantee the same people calling this shit music, devil music, was awful dropping bombs on the Japs. Like, what's worse, words or bombs, nigga? I digress. I haven't digressed on the episode in a while. 
But I digress. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, rich, hooty-toity elites talking like that? You know, the poor people of New York City uh, really get in the way of me having fun. But I digress. I digress a lot. On a mission to digress. You know, you can digress as long as you don't regress. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, let's think about it. Let's think about it. Well, let's see, what, what half the people out in the population don't know, that people in Korea find small heads very sexy. You know, you can go from being a dime to a five if you got a big-ass head. Do Koreans have big heads? Who's the most famous Korean? Ah, Kim Jong-un. He got a fat head. Kind of like a blockhead, like Charlie Brown. Look, look we got to this point. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. So I hit chat, man. I hadn't talked to y'all in a minute, man. I hope everything's good, man. You know, I'm I'm great, man. I got a little bit of gas. And I heard, the nigga in the stable has a letter from Lincoln. <laughs> Yo, that line is hilarious to me. Do you think that guy was more shocked that the letter was from Lincoln or the, more shocked that a, ex, a former slave knew what a letter was? Probably Lincoln. I got some terrible gas on me right now. Gotta release it. You gotta push it down. Ooh, ooh. Oh, so you ever have gas so bad you gotta lay down? Like, ooh, I gotta fart, but like, ooh. I lay on my stomach while I fart this out. I don't know what I'm gonna have left in my body when I'm done. That's where I'm at right now, gang. No, I'm kidding. To be honest with you, I farted earlier while I was talking about farting. And now. What I'm about to do is turn this thing off, listen to the playback, and see if I can get a fart. And if I get a fart, I'll either edit it out or I'll edit a a, a, a nice sound effect. <laughs> Put that right after the fart. All right. Peace and blessings, brothers and sisters, until we meet again. Keep that shit funky. And remember... If you ain't getting down, you're just fucking around. Peace.